You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode number three. Does my insurance cover mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. So, Steve, this question comes up a lot with your clients. They have a mold issue. Something's going wrong. And I've heard people ask you this question time and time again. Does my insurance cover this? What's your take on that? Well, the the, the easiest answer that uh, I like to say is, I don't know. You're going to have to call them. Um, there. So what you got to realize is, is your typical, and I'm not your insurance agent. I don't know what kind of policies you have in your home. So you might have flood insurance and you don't know it, but you know, it, what, what your home's covered by, I have no idea. And that's why you have to talk to your, your insurance guy or gal. The biggest thing that you got to remember with, with, with flood insurance. So you have your normal homeowner's insurance and then you have a flood insurance, which is totally different. Um, the flood insurance is offered through the National Flood Insurance Program, and, and it's administered through FEMA. So depending on where you live, I, I, I'm pretty sure most of you guys, especially if you've purchased a home, one of the first things your agent or insurance company cares about is, are you in a flood zone? If you are, they're going to require you to have flood insurance. So, so to kind of, it gets a little bit complex, but for a quick overview, for the most part, um, most mold concerns or mold infestations that we have, for the most part, are typically not covered by your homeowner's insur- insurance, especially if you don't have flood insurance. So, so keep this in mind. There's also a lot of variables as to what is covered. And I can only speak to what I have personally seen. Once again, I'm not an insurance guy. But if you do not have flood insurance 
And let's say your grading and drainage on the exterior of your home is improper. So it's, it's negative. It's running back to your foundation. And a year, like we're, 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 ha- we're starting to have flooding here in, uh, in Wyoming. And it's obviously we've gotten a lot of snow. So anyhow, for the most part, your insurance company's not going to cover that because it, it was a defect on the home. And, and for the most part, they say, yeah, no, we're not going to cover it. One thing that I have experienced and I have noticed is if you don't have flood insurance, but yet let's just say your water heater, the pressure relief valve on it, which is that pipe coming down the side of it. If, if it starts blowing water everywhere, for the most part, your insurance company is going to cover that because it was a defective component of your water heater. It wasn't a defect that over time was causing issues. So for the most part, if it's a plumbing pipe, so a water supply line or a drain pipe, for the most part, your insurance company does cover those. But like I said, those of you listening to this podcast today, right now, go out. I don't care if you're not in a flood zone. You never know what, what could and can happen. Go to your insurance agent and see what type of coverage you have. Ask them questions. Is it going to be covered if my roof leaks? Is it going to be covered if a water line breaks? Is it going to be covered if it's improper grading and drainage? You need to know that. And if your insurance guy says, no, it's not, you need to go get flood insurance. And for the most part, depending on where you live geographically, and they they, they have charts, obviously, for the likeliness. And if you're in a flood zone, that's how it's kind of like your, your, your car insurance. It's determined by variables such as the... Uh, the worth of the car and whatnot. But as far as flood insurance, they're going to, your rates are going to be determined, obviously, where you live geographically. And it's, depending on where you're at, it's between $500 and $1,000 a year. So that's a very smart investment because keep this in mind. If you have, let's just say, a moisture intrusion event that water comes in through the foundation or it's groundwater on a really, you know, we've had a wet winter and a wet spring, if your insurance company doesn't cover that, we have done jobs where just to remove the mold, moldy materials so we can pass an air test. So we just kind of a heads up for those of you that obviously don't know how mold mitigation works. We, we only come in after the mold's been discovered. We, we tear out all the mold that's there. We run air tests to make sure everything's fine and then we walk away. So when I refer to rehab, we don't rehab that property. So, when we tear out the sheetrock or tear out the cabinets or tear whatever we're tearing out, once we're done doing that and we get it all clear on our air test, we walk away. So my whole point is, is we there's basements we've done. We did one last year that was a $30,000 job on a basement, and that was just to remove the materials. We didn't rehab it. So I, you you can only imagine for them to put everything back the way it was is probably another fifteen grand. So... That $500 that you're paying yearly for your flood insurance, you'll be very glad you have that when I present to you a $65,000 bill because we had to do mold remediation and rehab it. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing you say is a lot of it is about being proactive, taking preventative measures. I know a lot of people think about, okay, they have a a leak in their house that they don't take care of. And then that leak becomes a big thing. And the next thing you know, they have mold. 
from your perspective in terms of, of what insurance companies look at, I mean, do insurance companies look at whether you're at fault because you didn't take care of the issue early? Do you find that that's at all connected to what they'll cover? Or do you think it really just is what you're saying where get the insurance coverage so you don't have to worry about it either way? So to answer your last question first, um, just get flood insurance. Okay. It's to me, it's a no-brainer. It, it's so worth it. It's uh, you know, there's things that it pops up every day in my Facebook news feed. Is is the air ambulance insurance? And I just saw a thing where they claim that you know one one life flight is like thirty five thousand dollars, and some insurance companies won't cover that. So th- this is the same principle: go get your flood insurance because it's better to be safe than sorry. But on the other hand, just remember, just because you're paying for flood insurance doesn't mean they're going to cover everything because you touched on something. And ironically, as a home inspector, and you just have to laugh when you see things like this, but there was one time I did a, I was doing an inspection and it was a, it was a partially finished basement and the mechanical room wasn't finished. Well, there was a leak from the, one of the drain lines above it. And so it was a drain pipe, so it didn't constantly leak. It just leaked, say, whenever you use your bathroom sink. Well, their solution to the problem, I mean, this was a MacGyver 101. They put a 55-gallon trash can below it and just dumped it when it, you know, when it was necessary. So to answer your question with that, I'm obviously not the insurance company, but I'm pretty sure that if you were more or less what they deem as negligent, and this has been going on and on and on, it's a chronic problem, they're probably not going to cover it. So don't don't just think, okay, I'm going to go buy flood insurance and anything and everything that happens, whether you know it's a flood naturally or um, it's improper grading and drainage, don't just assume the insurance is going to cover it. Because like I said, I don't know, I don't know what your policies cover. But I'm pretty sure if if you neglect a, a water moisture intrusion issue, your insurance, if they could show that, they're not going to cover it. I mean, insurance, is, as we all very well know, that's how they make money is by not covering losses. So, <laughs> so like I said, don't. My key thing would be do not don't don't just assume that flood insurance is always going to cover you. On the other hand, if you have a minor issue, you might as well take care of it now. It's no different, you know, I like to I like to use analogies and it's no different than a check engine light on your car. That it's a sensor obviously. That light comes on and there's a reason it comes on. If you ignore that because you say oh the car's running fine and you ignore it for whoever, you know, who knows how long it could be, 3 months, 3 years. It could turn into something where it was a $30 sensor. And now it's a $3,000 part. So it's no different than your home. You know, do you really want to just ignore something minor and deal with the consequences as far as mold sickness and the structure of your home? Or do you want to see a leaking pipe and say, hey, I need to fix this? So be very proactive. And if you see minor issues, and you know how I am. like You know, I looked up at our roof today and saw that there's missing shingles. We had some high winds the other day. And if we don't address that issue... I'm going to be a hypocrite from what I'm telling everybody on our podcast. Hey, address your these issues. And so that issue will be addressed when, when we can actually safely get up there and, and see what's going on. So don't ignore minor problems because they're going to turn into something major. And what are some examples of minor problems that you would recommend that people 
look for and start addressing now. So, like the story I was telling you about the, the leaking drain pipe, you can, you know, and that's probably not the best analogy because you could visibly see it. So, let, let's go back to the roof because that's, that's probably a better uh, component to look at and say, you know, what what is it? What should I do? And the whole key to that is is it doesn't matter what it takes to get it fixed. Figure it out because down the road you can have that missing shingle or several miss, missing shingles. It can start rotting the subroof. Like I've said before, from the attic point of view, all you can see is the insulation. So if you're in a bedroom that's below where that missing shingle is, by the time you see those water stains up there you have a major mold problem in the attic. You just haven't seen it. So don't wait till you can see the moisture stain. Get up there and fix it because over time, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And like I've said numerous times, you're risking your health and the occupants in your home and the health of your home, meaning it can cause major structural issues. So it's it's not tough to to figure out how to fix certain issues. Just do not ignore it. Absolutely. So there's, there's, there's a key takeaway. What is one tip you have for our listeners as we wrap up this episode about what they need to do to make sure that they have the right kind of insurance in case a mold thing shows up? So like I said, it's probably easiest um, to call your insurance representative and just give them scenarios and say, Hey, you know, um, Let's just say with this wet spring, what if water gets into my basement? Are you guys going to cover it? And he'll tell you. He'll say, no, only if you have flood insurance. So do your, it, it, it's a 10-minute phone call. Call your insurance guy and ask them what things are covered. Give them examples or her of the things we just talked about. Missing shingles, uh, water pipe break. Um, whether it's something that, that's chronically been going on for years, ask him those questions and then follow what he tells you to do. And at the end of the day, don't just assume that even if you have flood insurance that you're covered. So don't assume, ask questions. Exactly. All right, everybody, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.